One of the oldest original texts we have as Christians is the story of the martyrdom of Saints Perpetua and Felicity in the very first years of the third century in Carthage. It is an extraordinary story. It is full of gore without, very, without sparing much detail as these martyrs, Felicity Perpetua and their companions, were thrown to the beasts in the arena. So you can imagine the story that unfolds thereafter. It is also one of heartbreak. St. Perpetua was a new mother and was nursing her child as she was waiting to be sent out to the beasts. St. Felicity wasn't even baptized, but so in love with her, mes- her, her mistress, who was uh, Perpetua, and so in love with her witness that she had given her life to Christ, literally laid down her life for Christ. It is an incredible story. Here are two women and their companions in the absolute prime of their life, laying it down for Christ in a most horrific way. But if we really dig into it and ask ourselves, why would they do that? They simply saw it as this, a yes to Jesus, a yes to what the Lord puts in front, a yes to that next step. And for all of us, that is the Christian life. It's saying yes to the Lord in the next step, knowing full well that sometimes the next step is the ultimate step or requires a tremendous deal of sacrifice, but trusting in the Lord enough to give Him more and more of our hearts. This is the goal of our life, simply to just say yes. Yes, Lord, I love you. Yes, Lord, I will follow. And obviously we come to Mass because we desire in our daily lives to be able to say yes to Jesus. And we recognize without His grace and without the Eucharist, we cannot do that. But it is so easy to get caught up in our daily lives of all of the things going on in our world and in our life to not actually be able to say at the end of the day, was what I did today in every small little action a yes to Jesus? We can get caught up in our politics. We can get caught up in economics. We can be part up in all of these little debates and fights that we have with friends and family. We can get caught up in so much. But at the end, and the most important thing is, am I saying yes to Jesus? And this is the beauty of our faith is that the world likes to look at things left versus right, conservative, progressive. It likes to make things nice and easy, ideology, politically, economically. But for us as Catholics, the way to say yes to Jesus is not to say, what does this look like on the political spectrum, but is it true? Am I saying yes to what is true, good, and beautiful? In St. Paul's reading, in the reading from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, we had as our second reading today, He says to us something that may give us pause or may even concern us a little bit. That I speak of God's wisdom, mysterious and hidden. And we can think, oh no, like how am I supposed to know God's wisdom? How am I supposed to live this yes if it's St. Paul, the great apostle to the Gentiles, one of the holiest people to have ever lived, recognizes that it's beyond him. But that's the point. The great mystery of our life is that truth Goodness, beauty, life itself is possible to us in Jesus, in life, in relationship, in communion with Him. To say yes to Jesus is to move beyond my limitations, 
to say yes to the things that I never thought possible, to follow him wherever it leads. If you were to have asked perhaps a year before this St. Perpetua and Felicity whether they would like to be put to death in the arena for the public show for their faith, they probably would not have said yes. But they followed the Lord, and when given that option, they chose it. I would say, especially for me, because 8.30 is pretty early in the morning for those of us who work in campus ministry, I would like a little more sleep on Sunday mornings. And I'm sure some of you would too, especially those of you who got kids up and brought them to Mass at this hour. God bless you. But we are summoned. We recognize that there's something greater, there's something mysterious in that yes that pulls us outside of our comfort zone, outside of our ease of life, and draws us to something more mysterious and more deeply hidden in God, in that relationship with Christ. It reminds me in The Lord of the Rings, very early in the book, when Frodo realizes that the ring that he has is the ring of power and he has to destroy it and all of the world hinges upon his ability to destroy the ring and he's recognizing very quickly that he has no desire whatsoever to be a part of that story. And he says, oh, to Gandalf, he says, I wish we would have lived in different times. And Gandalf's like, absolutely. Who wouldn't want to live in a different time than this? But we don't get to choose that. And we don't get to choose the crosses and the challenges that are put in front of our life. But we do get to choose to say yes to Jesus. We do get to put our faith in each other to build up a better world, a better Christian community, build up a world built for the common good, to love each other as brothers and sisters. As we heard in the first reading, it's kind of stark. There are realities put before us, life and death, good and evil. And we are not just automatons who are thrown to the wolves who have no choice in this each and every moment of our life. We have an opportunity to choose Christ. We do this, though, not through blindly following the law or the rules, but by following the law written in our heart by God's finger who created us. First and foremost, we follow this by following the law of love by laying down our lives for the good and the well-being of others, by prioritizing the needs of the poor, the downtrodden, the lost, by loving those in our lives with a sacrificial love, never asking for anything in return, but willing to give it all for them because we know the love of Christ Jesus that was perfect, that was laid down for us. We do this by following the law of grace, and the law of grace recognizes that the good that exists in this world is from God. And in order for each and every one of us to live in accord with the good, we must live in accord with the promptings of God, following His will, inviting Him into our lives, saying yes to His grace, saying yes to Him in the sacraments, particularly the Eucharist and confession, saying yes to the recognition that the things within me, as we hear in Mark's Gospel, are things that, are, that lead to defilement, but the things of God are the things that lead to fullness and richness, mercy, Hope, joy, peace. We do this also by following the law of freedom. The law of freedom is where my will and God's will become one. A finding that peace and that freedom that is only possible in Jesus. The law of freedom is so radical that the freest, most joyful people were the martyrs who gave it all for the Lord. And this is what is offered to us when we say yes to Jesus each and every moment of each and every day. Now, most likely, and I pray God that this would never happen to any of us, we're not going to be challenged with the challenge of saints perpetua and felicity, of having to actually choose between life and death. 
But we do have a choice when we go forward from here. We do have a choice in our family, in our friendships, in our job, in everything that we do to say yes to Jesus. Make your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to his life. Say yes to his peace. Say yes to a joy and a happiness and a love that knows no bounds.